How we handle moments of crisis and experience moments of joy can be amplified by how we are connected to art. Welcome to the podcast that's designed to help you find the art that stands next to you in the moments you need it most. I'm your host, MB, and this is The Story Art Tells. Hi, welcome back to The Story Art Tells. This week, I'm excited to be hanging out with an artist whose art is directly related to mental health. And in our conversation, she shares a little about how that art was really influenced by her own mental health journey. As usual, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Chelsea Gibson. My pronouns are she and her, and I make stickers and cards and magnets and things of sayings that I find funny. Um, about mental health because it's something that I wanted. I've been Mm -hmm. in therapy for, I don't know, over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the lighter side of therapy and like something to make me laugh about it because it's not always so serious and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I decided to just start making it. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Can you talk a little bit, as much as you're comfortable sharing, about sort of your mental health journey and how art has helped you with that? Sure. Ironically, art at times has made it worse. My mental health journey, I guess, started in like 2010-ish. Started going to therapy around that time. And the weird thing is I'm a, I've been a professional designer since 2008, mm. so a graphic mm-hmm. designer. So for me... Art is my job, and Mm -hmm. so doing it in my free time was always a struggle, Mm -hmm. and then I would see all my, you know, ex-classmates or my colleagues doing all this cool stuff on the side and Mm -hmm. kept feeling like, I'm supposed to be doing that, so then I kept (laughs) trying all these things of, I'm going to learn how to watercolor, I'm going to learn how to illustrate, Mm -hmm. I didn't actually want to do any of those things, I just thought I was supposed to do them Mm -hmm. because everyone else was doing it, and then it would, I just wouldn't enjoy it, and then... Mm -hmm. I would get even more frustrated of Mm. what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be a quote artist. So Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So it would actually make it worse at times because when Mm. I was really struggling with um, depression, I would be thinking art is supposed to help. So Mm. I would buy sketchbooks and like all this. I tried so many things and none of Mm -hmm. them clicked. And Mm. then it would just make me more frustrated and feel like a failure. (laughs) Meanwhile, having to be creative for eight hours a day, every day at my day job. Mm, right. So, so yeah. it was a weird combo until recently. Yeah. What was the change for you? Finding something I was so passionate about. Who mm. knew? I've never, this is my first time feeling what having a passion feels like and what having mm. a dream feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, because struggling with depression and anxiety and an eating disorder. It made my world very dark and cloudy mm-hmm. and I couldn't really see past it. I couldn't dream big. Mm-hmm. So I finally took the steps to get healthier and got mm-hmm. help for my eating disorder and all that stuff. And so a, a couple of years ago, I could, my brain started to open up, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Mm-hmm. And I took this course on finding a passion project and it encouraged you to just like figure out what your favorite things are and combine mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And the two things that kept coming up were like, not even just art necessarily, but words. I love mm. words and like twisting things and mental health. Yeah. So it took like a year for it to sink in. 
And then one night I was just thinking about like names and mentally chill came to mm-hmm. mind. Well, the first mm-hmm. one was mental chillness instead of mental mm-hmm. illness and mm-hmm. it had the ring to it. And I was like, <laughs> it like everything sparked within, I don't know, 20 minutes. I had bought mm-hmm. the URL, something ignited. Yeah. When I, it like all came together. I love those moments. I have them sometimes too. Of, oh, this thing I want to do. And then you finally turn the corner and then everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Yes, it just yeah. feels right. I had never yeah. felt that before. Yeah. And so I was like, well, obviously I'm going to follow this, whatever this mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. So you design stickers and I think there's like pins and some other kinds of things. What all do you mm-hmm. sell in your shop? Right now I do stickers, cards, pins, magnets. Mm. I'm working on some new things. The hard part is I'm so such a small shop. I've been open for mm-hmm. like four months. Mm-hmm. that getting the kinds of things I wish I could carry are expensive. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. have to work my way up, but it's been really fun expanding to like one thing at a time. So yeah. I'm about to start doing tote bags, which I'm so excited about. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> exciting. I'm excited about that too. <laughs> I love a good um, tote bag. I know, right? But I'm trying to think of, you know, my classic funny twist to take on a grocery bag with someone mm-hmm. with an eating disorder past and groceries and how does that work mm-hmm. together? So yeah, trying to come up with some funny things to hopefully make people laugh about something that's so difficult. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it sounds like your mental health really helped you kind of figure out your art as opposed yes. to art helping with your mental health. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it was and when I sat down to do it, so the very first idea I had after the name was, I like big boundaries and I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down and like the style just came out of me instead of mm-hmm. me trying to force it of, I like florals, so I'm going to do this or I'm going to, mm-hmm. trying to force it into something. It just came out and then mm-hmm. a bunch of them just started coming out and it was, a style just was born based on, mm-hmm. like I wanted it to be funny, but like kind of cute and mm-hmm. I don't know. It all just came together easily after I figured out the idea. Yeah, I, that's awesome. You and I connected from Melissa Fabello, who's this mm-hmm. like feminist doctor. <laughs> and she's incredible. <laughs> we love her. Um, we do love her. Um, have you like had any other really cool experiences of people like talking about your stuff? Well, that was definitely the coolest one. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea to this day how she found me. <laughs> I was just like at a stoplight and I looked down and it said, Melissa Fabello has tagged you in a story. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I started low-key screaming in my car and called my sister. <laughs> Her best friend, Gina, who mm-hmm. um, handles Nourish and Eat, helped me a ton during recovery. Like when I mm-hmm. first started seeing, like going to therapy for eating disorder, her page was unlike the other like quote-unquote recovery pages because she just seemed Mm -hmm. so real about it Mm -hmm. and I felt like my recovery was fake because I didn't go to a residential program it's a whole thing Mm -hmm. and neither did she Mm -hmm. and for some reason that helped me a lot like oh no Mm -hmm. it's still a real I had a hard time grasping the fact that it was really an eating disorder yeah and she really helped me with that I tagged her in something and she responded to me (laughs) and I was fangirling like Mm -hmm. we call her just Gina around the house like we know her like did you see this new post today um (laughs) so when I got to talk to her directly I was like you have no like without you mentally chilled might not be here which seems so crazy for someone you've never even met but yeah 
I don't need her to share anything. I got to talk to her one-on-one for like, you know, two minutes and it was yeah, beautiful. My, be- my favorite thing so far is just random people like leaving the nicest comments or the nicest reviews. They don't have That's to be cool. anyone I know about or whatever, but someone mm-hmm. left a comment recently just saying that they loved how much I poured my heart into my captions. Oh. And I was yeah. like, that means so, because I'm a classic oversharer and yeah. it's always been a problem. apparently (laughs) yeah no people People love it yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's amazing I think the thing I mean I've been doing mental health work for a number of years now on like the side of my full-time job Mm -hmm. um and my big thing has always been like we have to talk about it like we can't there's Mm -hmm. this stigma that continues to exist and like make things worse um and so when people talk about it, it's always the sort of the most profound experience for me. Cause it's like, oh, finally, someone is yes. saying the thing that we all need to say. And so I think that people are starting to realize more and more that that's important. And so your work, not just the art you do, but the way that you talk about mental health and you talk about your art is so valuable because it really showcases for people. This is an okay thing to talk about. Like it's totally mm-hmm. normal. You're normalizing it. So I, it doesn't surprise me that like people love the way you're talking about it. Cause I think it's probably telling, like, saying things out loud they wish they could say. That is, means so much to me. You have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I've run into the classic, like, oversharing about things and then just mm-hmm. the blank faces because mm-hmm. people aren't used to people being so open about it. Yeah. And then it would make me feel like, oh, I've said too much or, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not supposed to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And now I've gotten to the point where, it's like, I mean, part of the reason Mentally Chill exists is because I don't care anymore. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. Either you yeah. can follow me and hear about it or you cannot. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to talk about it. Yeah. And also my um, husband was in the military for, I don't know, six years. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's so much mental health stigma in the military. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And just living in that environment for so long mm-hmm. helped me see the real issues. And that mm-hmm. also helped me want to talk about it more, especially yeah. at area yeah for sure yeah that's a great point it's not talked about in the military really at all and I'm not I'm not I mean my grandfather was in the military I don't really have a direct connection to it but I know it's it's difficult to get folks to talk about it yes because they think they're gonna lose I don't know respect or they're not gonna get promoted or something like it's a weakness if they Mm. if someone knows they're going to a therapist it's weak so they it's just not encouraged and it's not talked about, which is mm-hmm. a problem, clearly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the base we lived at was one of the highest, had one of the highest suicide rates, which was really rough, Wow. obviously. Yeah. So we care a lot about that topic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out how I can help that situation. Because my, you know, cutesy little stickers might not appeal to military people. Mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. thinking about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I think you have this opportunity to like expand what you do in a different way, which I think is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's the dream. Yeah. So, I mean, you work a full-time job. So were you working from home before or were you working in an office? Did COVID change kind of what things look like for you? Yeah, I was working in an office full-time and then now I'm working from home full-time. The hardest part at first was keeping them separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had a full-time job, my office was like my safe creative space for the things mm-hmm. I wanted to do. And then it mm-hmm. felt like it got infiltrated mm-hmm. with my commercial type work, mm-hmm. which is n- not what inspires me necessarily. Not as much mm-hmm. as mentally chill. So just figuring out like a schedule or like a, mm-hmm. I have like cues of 
when I'm working for my comp like the company, then I'll have mm -hmm. my overhead lights on. Mm -hmm. And then when it's time to work on mentally chill, I like turn my lamp on and light a candle and play oh. some music to like cue That's my brain right. of its yeah. relaxation fun time, not yeah. rush timeline, whatever time. So yeah, that's been really helpful. I like that. That's yeah. a great idea, actually. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I also changed what I'm wearing, which is oh, nice. kind of weird, but it's like no, these I mean, sweatpants are for regular work. These sweatpants are for <laughs> mentally chill work. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> because quarantine. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, as soon as you said that, I was like, well, I could do that. And then I was like, mm, would I have to wear regular pants? No. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Just a variety yeah. of sweatpants. Besides that, like actual physical act of creating and how that's changed, has this, has COVID-19 changed anything about the way you're doing your art, like the way you're doing mentally chill? I get to work on it more, which mm. is nice. I'm noticing like on Etsy, you can see what people are searching for. And a lot of people are mm. searching for anxiety related things, which mm. I think makes sense. So I have started thinking about, I have a sticker that says I have anxiety and that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. cause it is. Mm -hmm. And that one has been selling really well lately. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking about how to, and I have an anxiety disorder. So mm -hmm. I'm like, how do I reach out more to the people who are especially struggling during COVID of mm -hmm. just this anxious spiral or like when you just have that anxious feeling in your gut and it won't go away mm -hmm. and you don't know why mm -hmm. it's there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thinking about how maybe I could further that mm -hmm. channel. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that like this process or this time that we're going through is going to change what your art looks like in the future? I don't think so. My, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm a one woman show and mm -hmm. I, I have no like office or you know team I need to be communicating with or whatever mm -hmm. and it's already about mental health which is you know an issue for people right now so yeah. if anything I think people are looking for more stuff like that mm -hmm. I guess I don't know my goal is to just keep doing it and keep coming mm -hmm. up with funny things to make people laugh during a time mm -hmm. like this so yeah which they totally need we all need yeah. that yeah yeah so is there anything that ins um, inspires you right now or that kind of helps fuel the work that you're doing good news mm -hmm. <laughs> um one of my favorite organizations is called together rising mm. and they've been doing such sweet work just finding people who need help of just like they can't pay their rent or they can't mm. i don't just and just sending them checks randomly so they should open their mailbox yeah. and they can make rent and they're wow. so like it's just so just seeing the people come together for once mm -hmm. instead of everyone mm -hmm. being divided yeah. is really inspiring mm -hmm. um so that gives me motivation and then i'm just getting the more sweet and kind responses that i get the mm -hmm. more i'm like oh i want to do more so one night i was like <laughs> i'm gonna take a break i'm not gonna work on anything i'm gonna sit here and play animal crossing mm -hmm. and then i got a message from someone on etsy and i was like well time to go back to work nope <laughs> too excited. that's a nice feeling though to like feel like um I mean, no matter how many people it is, even just one person saying like, this really helped me or I really enjoyed this or thank you yes. for this. That's such a cool thing. It has not, if, like anytime I see the Etsy icon come up on my phone, I get so giddy still. <laughs> yeah. So excited because that means someone gets it. Mm -hmm. Like someone found my sense of humor funny. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> how awesome. You brought up Together Rising and you're the third person now that I've talked about all of this with that has brought up Glennon Doyle in some way, <laughs> which I think is 
so great. I love her. Um, well, because she's is, amazing. I mean, yes. I just think it's so interesting that she has come up so many times. She has her new book, which I saw you were reading. Yes. Which I, I am loved too. it. Yeah. And I think that's, it's like taking over the world right now. It's like number oh, one man. bestseller, even though her book yeah. tour got canceled and all this stuff. And I think it's just really what people need to hear right now. COVID aside, it's about breaking free of what you were taught mm-hmm. and what she calls the dirty pig bunnies and mm-hmm. being yourself and doing what makes you happy and all this stuff. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, with and without COVID-19, people need to hear that. I need mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I'm taking my time reading it because it's, I want to savor it. Yeah. I mean, that's smart. I inhaled it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Do you have any uh, advice or like tips for people who are dealing with mental health issues right now that have um, things that have worked well for you kind of as you're coping with social isolation and that kind of stuff? Well, I go to therapy about, well, depending how I'm doing between every week and once a month. Mm-hmm. And my therapist is great and we've switched to phone calls. Mm-hmm. So if you weren't able to do therapy before, because maybe your schedule was crazy, mm-hmm. maybe now's the time to slow down and see if you can mm-hmm. find someone and pretty much, I mean, I can't say everyone, a lot of therapists are doing phone and um, like Skype or Zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this might be a good time to give it a try. There are things like better help out there, which I've tried something mm-hmm. similar before, but if you don't have insurance or something like mm-hmm. that, you want to reach out to someone that way. I've just been doing check-ins with my sister and my husband of how mm-hmm. are we doing? <laughs> Is mm-hmm. there anything I can do to help? And then just making sure, I guess a big thing right now is check in on your own emotional capacity. So mm-hmm. if you're not doing okay, don't put other people's stuff on you. So if you're mm-hmm. not feeling okay, don't call someone else and say, how are mm-hmm. you? And then let them stress you out mm-hmm. to take care of you first. Make sure mm-hmm. you're doing good, as good as you can be, and yeah. then see if you can help other people or ask for help if you're not doing okay. Yeah, I like that. So how do you think, I ask everyone, this is kind of like a final question, but um, I've been thinking a lot about how art is going to help us get through not just what we're doing right now, but after, right? Like as we try and figure out how to reopen and the economy starts to recover or whatever that looks like. So how do you think art is going to help us sort of get through that moment of sort of refiguring out what our communities and our country looks like? Do you have an easier question? (laughs) 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 Um, I I think it's kind of nice because people are relying on creative people a little bit. Mm. Like even actors and actresses, like the whole Parks and Rec special to raise Mm -hmm. money, people are looking to people, to creatives Mm -hmm. for like entertainment and inspiration. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of a responsibility a little bit, Mm -hmm. not in the way of doctors, obviously, but to cheer people up and to help their, you know, mental health. Artists releasing new music right now or like just helping people through it emotionally. Mm -hmm. But you're asking Mm -hmm. after. I mean, I hope that sticks around Yeah. because um, something Lennon Doyle talks about is that sensitive people used to be regarded as so important or like the mm-hmm. shaman or protected. And a lot of times we get, you know, in this day and age kind of made fun of or like, oh, they're mm-hmm. so sensitive or so dramatic. And I hope that that carries through after this of like, yeah. no, we can provide something of quality during a mm-hmm. stressful time. Like that's what art is for, mm-hmm. is for relief and for a laugh and for a cry if you need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope that respect continues after this. I think 
you're right. And that's, I mean, that's part of what inspired this is the idea that like art can do so many things and creativity can do so many things and forgetting that it exists or pushing it aside because it's not the answer to the economy or whatever Mm -hmm. you think it's the answer to, I think will just be a detriment to folks. So can you just for everybody listening, um, tell folks where they can find you? Sure. On social media, Instagram, Facebook, I'm be mentally chill Mm -hmm. because mentally chill was taken. So don't forget the B. On Etsy, it's a Mentally Chill Shop. Okay. And right now for the month of May, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. So I am donating 25% of profits to four different organizations. You can read about them in a highlight on my Instagram, or you can see which organizations on my Etsy shop and research. And if you want to wait to purchase something so that your donation goes to an organization you like, then you can do that. Okay. I'm really excited about it. And I hope I can make, I mean, I'm a small shop, so I'm setting my expectations realistically that it might not be a ton of money, but mm-hmm. I hope that we can donate to some of these organizations that I care a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. I bet we can. I'm sure we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, and um, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Okay. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye. As Chelsea and I mentioned, we connected through Melissa Fabello, a feminist wellness educator and social justice advocate. Through that connection, Chelsea and I also discovered that we live about three miles from each other here in Washington State, and our hope is that, post-COVID, we'll be able to do some mental health work together. Chelsea mentioned that Mentally Chill wouldn't probably exist without the help she felt she was getting from Gina Susanna, and it made me think about how much other people, especially other artists, can influence us. We often don't get to tell them, especially if they're more in the spotlight, and I wish we did. I think there's a lot of beauty in getting to say to someone, I'm doing this because of you. That's part of why this project even began, so I could help people share how art is helping them. And that's why I end every episode with a clip from the Tim Daly speech that inspired this podcast. Even if I never get to say it to his face, every time anyone listens to this podcast, they get a reminder that someone else's work inspired mine. I want to thank Chelsea again for joining me and remind you to check out Mentally Chill Shop on Etsy and Be Mentally Chill on Facebook and Instagram to see what she's creating. There's still plenty of time left in the month of May to help her support some really great mental health organizations. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out Story Art Tells on Twitter and Instagram to hear more about the art happening around the world every day. This week, tell someone who inspires you that their work means something to you. I'll see you next week. What makes us human is that we have the ability to tell stories. And we tell these stories to each other and they mean something. And if enough people believe them, then there's a movement of some sort.